cast for magic. We come to the Pope on Film podcast to laugh, to cry, to care, because we need that. All of us. That indescribable feeling we get, which I'm describing literally right now. So how describable are we talking about here? That indescribable feeling we get when the Liz a Day theme song begins to play and we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. <laughs> Dazzling images on a small Twitch stream, stream, sound that is sound, somehow, Amaland horse erotica feels good in a podcast like this. Bunny Williams feels like the stoned parts of us, and May Lynn feels perfect and powerful because here they are. The Pope on Film podcast. We make movies better. I am the Pope in question. My name is uh, May Lynn, Reverend May Lynn. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. It is episode 466 of the podcast, and you know what that means. That means that we have done 465 podcasts leading up to this one. Why would we lie about that? What type of a podcast would lie about how many episodes that they've done? Nope. And besides, you're not going to check. So uh, we'll just uh, take it as word that we have done 465 podcast episodes leading up to this one. Why would we change that? That'd be so bizarre and meta. So uh, anyway, buddy, it has been a number of weeks since we have done the show. And so what better way for us to catch up on everything that's been going on then by once again bringing back everyone's favorite podcast segment, yes, it's time once again for TBWNPSBTYBRSLDT. I know that's not what we usually call it. We call it Jeff. 
a.k.a. the Betty White Memorial Podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends download today. But the kids, Bunny, the kids, they like it when you use initials. Acronyms. Yeah. They like that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And, and that evil satanic dungeons and dragons. I was watching one of those, uh, 80s, uh, uh, anti Dungeons and Dragons videos, and they're it, on YouTube recently, and they're talking about how Dungeons and Dragons is a portal into the occult, and and the preacher says that uh, Dungeons and Dragons is a portal into the occult, just like uh, just like ET, and it's like, what the fuck did E.T. do? How in the world did you just bring E.T. into this? I know. I'm so confused. E.T. didn't do a thing, although although the, the 1980s film E.T. is why I've done drugs and trans. I oh. will admit that. I love how Elliot feeds the alien Reese's pieces. I'm going to go suck dick now. That is literally how it happened. Which was weird because I was like eight. But that's how it happened. Boom. E.T. made me gay. Yeah, why would they lie? Uh... But the kids, Bonnie, the kids love it when you use the initials. Kentucky Fried Chicken is KFC. McDonald's is... Mm. No, they've shortened it even more than McD's. Now it's just... Mm. And of course, you know what the kids call uh, uh, Long John Silver's? Nothing, because they don't go there. Fucking Long John Silver. Uh, because it's gross. Yeah, no initials. Yeah. Uh, so battered wife, fish. Oh, okay. I I thought it was like fish, but they only got battered wives to cook it. I thought it was battered wife fish. That's what I heard him say. I don't have the best hearing. Yeah, okay. So that's why this... Yeah. We could, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, tipping is not only appreciated, it's mandatory. And it's most of the bill. You're not paying for the food. You're paying to help these battered wives. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you just want a soda? Great. That'll be $18. A soda. We don't do, like IHOP, we don't do refills on the sodas. So, so this week, it's not the Betty White Memorial Podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. No, 
It's T B W M P S B T Y B R S L D T dead ass no cap bussin respectfully respectfully bussin so let's start off jeff aka the betty white memorial podcast segment brought to you by raid shadow legends download today with big news huge news this is huge news for me but not just me it's huge news for my family it's huge news for for the fan base for the podcast this is huge this is breaking news I'm announcing this right here on the podcast. Okay. No. I have a cowboy hat now. A cowgirl hat. No, no, this is the big news. This is the big news. I, I sometimes wear cowboy hats now. what that uh my dad is an alien but he was a legal alien you know he got his citizenship uh bunny and he doesn't have superpowers uh, he has super super uh ang anger powers yeah i'm gonna let it go bunny uh let's let's get to a little bit of news the words weird al and pimp are usually not used in the same sentence well yeah obviously he has a he has a very hardcore fan base it's really hard however uh I've got a story here that that might change everyone's mind. So, according to uh, Weird Al himself in a recent interview in the '80s, he was going on a lot of dates. You know, he was starting to make a name for himself, and he had money, and and you know, he was trying to go on dates, trying to find Mrs. Yankovic, and he had a mood, which is astounding he would go up to the women and it's like hi how are you doing i'm so excited for this date uh yeah my name is al alfred yankovic uh I, i'm a bit of a singer successful singer got a few gold records i go by weird al but anyway enough about me uh how about we go get dinner in a movie have you seen the naked gun you haven't seen the naked gun oh it's a hilarious comedy Let's go see it. So he would take numerous dates to go see the naked gun. And the dates don't know that Weird Al Yankovic is in the movie as himself. That is a pimp ass fucking move. That is a power move by Weird Al Yankovic. Like, damn, dude. Good for you. Holy shit. I, Weird Al Yankovic's a fucking pimp for that. Straight up fucking pimp. Weird Al Yankovic fucking pimp. Uh, a whole, oh, we've got an interesting comment here by a fan. 
I would like to read it now for you. Hello, sorry for bothering you. I want to offer promotion for your channel, viewers, followers, views, chatbots, etc. I am offering this to you because I have a very small penis. And also, I am 100% definitely actual an American human like you. Haha, ha, LOL. Wow. Uh, great, a great message for our fans, from our fans. Uh, probably in a room watching TV, watching uh, the tablet. Yeah. Uh, Bunny. No, uh, now the store is called uh, Sleepy, a Thanksgiving store. All the, it's so much wall-to-wall -wall tryptophan and uh, uh, green bean casseroles as far as the eye can see. Yes. Of course. Uh, oh, but hold on. Before we get to catching up, Bonnie, I have an impression. What? Thank you. Because a lot of people, I've been doing a lot of uh, live events lately, and a lot of people have told me that I'm a really funny stand-up comedian, but I'm not a stand-up. I'm a very funny storyteller, but I'm not a stand-up comedian. If I am funny, that is entirely accidental. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not a stand-up comedian. I, maybe I'm a sit-down comedian. I'm really good at sitting and doing Mothra impressions. Very good at that. So so I, I said, okay, if I, if I can't be a hilarious stand-up comedian, like Dane Cook or Rob Schneider, then I've got to go somewhere else. And uh, so I've been trying to do impressions lately, and this is a really good one, and I think you're really going to like it, Bonnie. Are, are you ready? Okay. I'm, I'm really good at impressions. Wait, hold on. I'm really good at oddly specific impressions. So. Oh, this is an impression of the weather app on your phone. Are you ready, buddy? Are you ready? Okay. Hold on. Today is going to be sunny with a high of 67 degrees. Light breeze coming in from the north. And a high of 67 degrees. 10% chance of rain with a high of 67. It is currently 74 degrees. 10% chance of rain. Anyway, that's my impression. Yeah. 
I am going for a look right now, especially with these bangs. I'm going for a specific look that says, what if uh, Joey Ramone didn't suck dick for uh, uh, heroin money and just transitioned instead? That is the look that I'm going for, and I think I nailed it. Maylin Ramon. That was my name. I was electric tambourine for the Ramones for a year. But I had to leave because I just I just partied harder than they did. They couldn't handle their liquor. They couldn't handle their drugs. I I was too bad of an influence on that. I I didn't really leave. It was a conscious uncoupling. Yeah. So, Bunny, I see you're still alive. This is good. It is good that you are alive because I don't remember the episode, but uh, the episode where we talked about your possible cancer diagnosis, not a dry eye in the house. Amazing episode. I can't wait for us to win an award for it. Uh, and then a, a few episodes later, I came out with my health diagnosis. I've got that boom, boom, pow. Which I dare say is probably equally as important as your diagnosis. But anyway, uh, we had a good cry. It was very moving. So the fact that you're alive, this is very good. We're happy that you're alive, fun first. <laughs> okay, uh, so I've been busy. We haven't done an episode in a while, but uh, uh, now that it's closed, I feel like kind of comfortable. I was the full-time assistant store manager at uh, my, my small town's Halloween store. Big name Halloween store that will remain nameless. And yes, that is a giant killer clowns from outer space corrugated popcorn display behind me. Hooray! I'd like to think that it's worth some sort of money to someone who's very weird. It is really weird to, to work at a Halloween store and to have a killer clowns from outer space display and people come in and they know the movie and they've seen it and they love it. And it's like, when the hell did this shitty ass film become a super popular Halloween film? Blow feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's freaking weird. Um, so I, I'm all done. Yesterday was my last day. And, you know, I, I took part in inventory. And then uh, while we were doing the inventory, we were also boxing up all of the product, which then gets uh, sent back to the corporate office. And I think used again next year. Yeah. Like. Yes. What is your question, honey? My wife? 
that's I I think that's why sometimes we had things in the clearance section because they were things that were older that we just can't sell anymore. I also think that sometimes things just fall through the cracks that here's a license that we have for this year, but it didn't sell. So we're just going to use it next year and next year, which is how I bought a WandaVision costume. I look really good in it. If I haven't, do you think I have enough time to get into it during the break? Yeah. Okay. Then I'm, I, I will be uh, the scarf, Wanda Maximoff uh, in her traditional uh, Sokovian fortune teller outfit from WandaVision. It, I look really good in it. And now, yeah, I'm out of a job, but I, I really like impressed people and the district manager loves me. And I even met the regional manager and I had a real, I, I remember the pain of working at the bookstore for 18 years so much that I forget the fact that like, yeah, I was a manager. I was a big time manager and I did pretty good. And so I really wowed them at the Halloween store and the district manager loves me. She's going to come see me perform uh, at the end of this month at the 30th doing uh, my bizarre sit, sit down stand up comedy at a drag show in Ada, Oklahoma. There's ads occasionally flashing in between us here on the week. So, um, so they are 100% ready to hire me next year, which is exciting. So I've got a job lined up, not until August, but I've got a job lined up. Uh, the best part is, yeah, yeah. Here's the great part. I, uh, the last uh, three days that the store was open, I got I didn't get 80% off. I got 50% off. And then I got 30% off on top of that. But it wasn't 80% off. I got 50% off. And then whatever that price was, I then got 30% off of that, which is not 80% off. But still, I, I got some things for pretty freaking cheap. And really happy about that. And now, uh, next month, because I was a manager, I get a big-time bonus of a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that at the end, I was making $19 an hour. So, yeah, this has been pretty successful for me, and I had a lot of fun. I've got a lot of shows coming up. Like I said, on November 30th in Ada, I will be performing at, uh, um, I think it's called East Central University. I, I'm performing in Ada, Oklahoma at a drag show, and it's going to be a whole bunch of fun. And then I've got a story time lined up for Pride Fest for Pride Month next year. In June, I will be performing at Frontier City Theme Park. 
And I'm really excited about that. And then in August, I will be performing uh, story times at a drag show in Memphis, Tennessee. It's going to be like an Elvis themed drag show and I will be doing story times there. I don't really have any Elvis books. I imagine I, I'd get in trouble if I went to the Elvis themed drag show and said, hi, how are you doing? I'm Mei Lin. And today we're going to be reading a story about how Priscilla Presley, when he, she first started dating Elvis, was like freaking 12. And we're all fine. So I imagine I'd get in trouble for that. And then in October of next year, I'm doing a story time uh, uh, on Bourbon Street in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I'm hoping that a rich-ass vampire turns me into his uh, gay sidekick. Because I heard that happens there. That's the only thing I know about New Orleans. It's where all the gay vampires are. Yeah. I made a documentary about it. Uh, starring a very sexy Antonio Banderas. And then last night, I performed at a gala awards event in downtown Oklahoma City called the Rainbow Awards. It was really bizarre because there's all these rich people. All of these business people and CEOs and like a woman from Channel 5 News was there and all of these business leaders and advocates and protesters and organizers and all of these cool gay people and then it's me and my wife's broke ass in our own private table in the back me wearing a cheap ass $20 dress I bought from Spirit Halloween and it's like, here are all of these people, all of these fancy schmancy people, like the Oklahoma City Ballet is here, a Grammy and Tony award-winning singer and actor is here, and then fucking me. I had big-time imposter syndrome, but I rocked it last night at the event, and I'm really proud of myself, and afterwards, all of these people who took advantage of the free two drinks at the event uh were pretty wasted when they came to me uh crying talking about how much my performance meant to them and it, it was very surreal especially very specifically my story because my uh story time is centered around my transition uh into the beautiful woman that i am today so um yeah, people were coming up to me with just tears in their eyes talking about how much I meant to them. And it waking up this morning back in my dirty-ass house in a small town in Oklahoma, I kind of feel like Cinderella a little bit, you know? That, like, I'm just a nobody who performed on stage with the touring company production of Hamilton's Aaron Burr. Yeah. No, no, yes. The house isn't a dirty ass house anymore. It's pretty damn clean. We have a new couch. It turns into a bed. 
Sweet. So uh, will Bunny have to be the big spoon or the little spoon? Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, so Bunny, let me tell you about the thing that I was talking with Natasha about right before we went on the air. Uh, so tomorrow, select AMC theaters are doing a thing that they've never done before called AMC Screen Unseen. And for $5, you get to see a, a movie that hasn't come out yet. The only thing is, you're not told what movie it is. It's like a movie blind box, but it's a movie that hasn't come out yet and that no one has seen. So you know nothing about it. Uh, but I have a number of uh, groups of uh, of fellow a uh, AMC A-list members, and we have deduced that it's either Taito Waititi's upcoming comedy next goal wins. Taika Waititi's uh, uh, soccer comedy next goal wins. Or the fucking Marvels. Either way, I'd be fine. You know, I, I'd absolutely go to that. And also, I was going to say I'd pay $5 for that, but it's free because of my A-list. I mean, I know we pay for it, but it's a free ticket. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of excited to do that tomorrow. Ten minute warning. I got, I said it this time. I feel good about that. Uh, I took Hugh, my 18-year-old son, to go see Five Nights at Freddy's. And... Uh, Super, he still is super into that game. Super into the game. But here's the thing. Here's the here's the the review that I came up with. Bunny, you've seen the second Mortal Kombat live action movie, right? It, well, it's shit. You've seen Street Fighter the movie. You haven't seen that with Jean-Claude Van Damme? It's a piece of shit. Okay, but you have seen that Yui Bowl video game movie where, what's his name? Uh, uh, Alone in the Dark? Alone in the Dark. We did it for our summer of bottoming where we saw movies for the IMDb. Yeah, so... Uh, most video game movies suck. Sonic the Hedgehog was kind of fun, but here's a line from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Only Sonic the Hedgehog could have a dance battle that extreme. And a movie can't be considered good if it has that sort of dialogue. So the review I'm about to give Five Nights at Freddy's isn't a glowing review. But as far as video game movies go, this is a great review. Five Nights at Freddy's didn't suck. Was it a great movie? No. Would people who know nothing about the video game like it? I don't know. 
but it didn't suck ass. And as far as video game movies go, that's pretty all right. You know, is 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 a pretty fun movie. It's pretty fun. Willie's Wonderland, is that what it was called? Um, that's basically a better version of Five Nights at Freddy's. Because that movie that you saw was made to capitalize on Five Nights at Freddy's, but now they've made the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, and it, Nicolas Cage is just better. Nicolas Cage is just better. Uh, it was nice to see Matthew Lillard back in an in in like a horror movie. That was nice. I'll tell you, my seven year old and twelve year old fucking loved it, and and my uh, eighteen year old was was pretty like over the moon about it. it. It's it's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good movie. And I kind of liked it. Uh, so this week we will be talking about the 1953 American science fiction film From Here to Eternity. Oh, wait. It came from outer space. It's all about Pennywise in space. It's like the Jason X of the It franchise. Yes, it has. Yeah, well, everybody knows that. Yeah. I'm giving the fans what they want down here. I'm really proud I grew these myself. No one. Nothing out there in the world can equal the feeling of joy that you get when you transition into a trans woman and an ex messages you wondering how you got boobs bigger than they have. That brings you such a joy. Oh, I bought a bunch of different things at 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 the Halloween at the Halloween store. This is my favorite coffee mug of all time. It's a laser gun with a handle, and it has the Mars Attacks logo inside. It is the coolest coffee mug of all time. It's a jetpack or whatever the aliens wear in the back. But here's the thing. If you sing Rosemary by Slim Whitman, the entire coffee mug just explodes into shrapnel. So you gotta you gotta watch out for that Slim Whitman music. Oh no, it's not Rosemary. What was the song? When I'm calling you. Ah, oh, I forgot the name of that song from Mars Attacks. I need to watch Mars Attacks again. I think the kids would like it. Yes, I think that's exactly what it's called, Indian Love Song. 
Yeah, you nailed it. Good job, Bunny. That movie was crazy. I haven't watched that in forever. I'm going to watch it again. So, we are going to talk about uh, film director Pedro Almodovar by watching a 1953 American, by discussing a 1953 American science fiction film featuring um, my favorite staple of monster movies, Chiseled Jaw Guy with Pipe. A staple of 1950s and 60s monster movies. Well, yes, dear. I think we've got something strange on our hands. Yeah, that's in like every other monster movie. And I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, I think that another famous movie copied this one. Uh but we'll get to that. And then, of course, as I've been doing, you know, for the past few episodes, I have a great bi biography of Pedro Almodovar. That this time is perfect with no mistakes. Wink noise, touch nose. I probably shouldn't have written that out, but I did. Wink noise, touch nose. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break, Bonnie? Oh, no. It, no, it's just wink noise. Touch nose. That's what it says here. That's, that's, that's what I wrote down. But should we take a break, Bonnie? Okay, good. Well, I I have a big costume change, Bunny. You think we can manage? Okay, all right. Yeah, so uh, very excited about this costume change. Uh, Trans-Hispanic Wanda Maximoff will be appearing. I have a lot. I have some superhero costumes, but they're all dudes, you know? I can get away with that now because of the multiverse, but at this point, the multiverse kind of sounds like a like a like a cheap ploy, you know. But anyway, in in Mei Lin's multiverse, uh, there's a lot of Steves, not a lot of Mei Lin. So uh, I'm I'm a I'm the exclusive variant edition of the comic book that is my life. Most people have the the news the the newsstand cover, but I'm the special limited edition gold variant with a hologram. Hell yeah, hell yeah, buddy! And then uh, if I spend enough time on uh, hormones, I will get to my final form, crocodile.
On the afternoon of March 10th, 2016, an undetermined number of people, oftentimes fluctuating between 2 and 4.5 individuals, were recording a podcast on the internet. Three of them were never seen again. The next morning, the one survivor, Bunny Williams, was picked up on a roadside, blood-caked and screaming church organist. Bunny said he had the number one podcast in hell. The man babbled a mad tale, a vaguely Mexican family in the isolated state of Oklahoma, a film podcast that's only indirectly about films, a filthy podcast that somehow prominently featured young children, then Bunny fell into catatonia. Colorado lawmen mounted a five-minute manhunt but could not locate the macabre podcast. No facts, no information, no iTunes account. Officially, on the records, the Pope on film never existed. But over the years, reports of a bizarre grisly podcast have persisted all across the internet. The Pope on film has not stopped. It haunts your Facebook feed. It frightens Twitter. It vaguely jump scares Stitcher. The Pope on film seems to have no end. University, which really is as bad as pop culture has led you to believe. Yeah. And I I went into a class and I, that I just randomly picked, and it was like a uh, American history in the 20th century, and it was just some random class I picked. And I walk into class, and it was so weird because my brother is four years older than me, so we were hardly ever in class together. We were hardly ever in the same school together. It yeah. was just the period in time where we never saw each other but I walk into class and the first person I see is my brother and we had not talked about this we just accidentally happened to take the same class together yeah and I walk into class my brother's there and he's like holy shit and I'm like holy shit and we took this class and apparently it was the teacher's first time ever teaching a class ever yeah and he had a hard time with the class and what he kept saying over and over again is look we're gonna learn a lot of things we're gonna learn a lot about american history and you're i know what you're gonna do you're gonna take this class and you're gonna do good but then you're gonna forget everything i said you're gonna forget everything i ever taught you but if you remember one thing remember this it's going to be on every test it's going to be the most important thing i'm giving you the answer right now 
for one question on every test you take in this class. But just remember, the most important thing you can remember is that Albert B. Fall was the Secretary of the Interior during the argument split. <laughs> The infamous teapot dongle scandal. And and my brother and I looked at each other and said, okay, we're going to have to memorize this. Because apparently, <laughs> this is the most important thing ever. And it gets, it, it, and that was like in 90, that was like in the year 2000. That was like 16 years ago. Yeah. And he's been like a mirroring 40. And I'm living in Oklahoma. And I have a wife. And I have kids. And I have this managerial job. And every once in a while, I'll do story time. And I'll go, kids, kids, we're going to read a story. It's a Dr. Seuss story. You're going to love it. But first, we get to that. I want to talk about a character that you all love. No, I'm not talking about SpongeBob. I'm talking about Albert B. Fall. You know who that is, kids? You don't? Well, he's only the Secretary of the Interior during the Harding administration who's responsible for the infamous Teapot Dome scandal. <laughs> I keep saying this one fucking... No one has any fucking idea what it means except maybe Professor Sam Schmeeding and my brother. Hi, everybody. My name is Steve, and today we're going to be writing songs for people, random people, at the Home Depot. Hope you like it. Check out my hair, my hair is awesome. Check out my hair, my hair is awesome. Uh. I'm showing off in a red shirt. I'm showing off in a red shirt. Check me out, I am really awesome and I'm showing off in a red shirt. Lady getting something from the trunk. No way does she have her stuff. Did she drop something? No, she's picking up trash. Picking up trash that's on the street. Picking up trash, trash lady. I want to do you all night long. I am normal, I am normal. Conform, conform. I am normal, check out my shirt. I love khaki shorts, and I'm secretly in love with my best friend, and my khaki shorts. Getting in the van, getting in the van, driving away, driving away, driving away in my van. I'd like for you to pull my red a lot on this that I haven't actually gotten to make a full backing track for. It's called Insect Cities, and it's about uh, someone taking their clothes off in a park and then peeling off their skin. Cool. <coughs> anyway. You guys are the redhead zombie crowd, you can, you can handle that. Oh yeah. Or some of you are. Some of you may not be. I can't see. You took off your clothes in the middle of the grass, and like the fingers of the sun, the light held you in its grasp. You loved the wind, you mumbled on a park bench. Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit, you mumbled like a godsend. The peeling backwards of your skin and the slow open of your ribs made the sound of soft wings and crumpled shirt sleeves. Time caps a letter held in between and dropped from hands that now know things, all now slip from memory. Scattered in the weeds grown around the family tree where the tendency runs and almost gallops, your words crashing endlessly into a cluttered pipe dream where you took off your clothes because they become unclean. All this preconceived blood on your sleeve and there are needles in your fever dreams. There are fables in these secret things. Cry wolf and howl screams, be strings as beauty sleeps. Petals fall as anthills dream. Insect cities just out of reach. Put some clothes on, let's be friends. <laughs>
I'm scared. Are you scared? I'm, I'm really, really scared. I'm scared. Since 1927, the American Optics Eyeglass Corporation has had one central goal to provide top class, high quality eyewear. The hot ass chicks disguised as nerdish bookworms. Whether it's Anne Hathaway in The Princess Diaries, Rachel Lee Cook in She's All That, or Mothra in Destroy All Monsters. The American Optics Eyeglass Corporation is there to further a sexist film trope for cash. Do you know the 1957 Humphrey Bogart classic film The Big Sleep? In that film, Lauren Bacall is a nerdish bookworm with glasses. And who made those glasses? We did. The American Optics Eyeglass Corporation. You're not attractive, you wear glasses. We are back, filthy capitalist pickards. Viva la revolution. It came from outer space to fill the world with terror, to bring you unforgettable suspense. What was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from outer space? And what did they want on Earth? You can learn the amazing answer only when you see the most thrilling picture in years. It came from outer space. In the astonishing realism of three dimensions, with objects coming right out of the screen, so real they almost touch.
It's time, buddy. Thank you. Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to hustle and flow our way into the final half of our really big shoe. Uh, and it is said second half, wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all-new low-fat and high-fiber, like so much high-fiber, you're going to shit a hole through your pants. That's how much, like a cannon on a pirate ship. That is how fast that's coming out. Your butthole is going to look like our background right now. Just a flashing light and a dark, scary looking hole. That's how a high fiber this is. Movie of the week! And this week, we continue to celebrate the life and films of legendary Spanish director Pedro Almodovar by watching 1950s monster movies because uh, Bonnie and I don't know Spanish. And this week, we discuss the 1953 American sci-fi film Ada Abbott and Costello Go to Mars. Oh, wait. It came from outer space. And Bunny. Ooh. Okay, I was going to say uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's asshole live cam. But uh, your answer is, I, I think. They're both equally good. Bunny. Oh, yeah. the uh, We have a Pope on Film Facebook group where we just post memes and articles, and it's wonderful, and you should join. But, yes, the uh, landlord who found a pregnancy test in the trash and was deciding whether or not to kick the woman out because she was pregnant. That was Hell yeah. They did? Oh, wow. Okay. That's what I want to be next year for Halloween. I want to be a pilgrim, and I just walk around normal as myself until I see someone in Halloween dressed as a witch, at which point I try and burn them alive. I think that's a, it's a, it's a concept piece. But funny, for those people who maybe. Yeah. Ooh, okay, that's another one. You go as a priest and you just act like yourself. You normally go about Halloween. But if you see anyone dressed as a devil or a demon, you start 
throwing water in their face and screaming, the bed must be on the floor. That's another good concept outfit. Bunny, for people just joining us for the first time and are probably really confused, would you care to expand on how we ended up here celebrating a Spanish director by watching 1950s monster movies? Yes. Perfect. That makes total sense. It's very meta of us. It's, it's a very... I think so, too. I think so, too. Pedro, so we're watching 1950s monster movies in celebration of Pedro Almodovar. It makes total sense. Let's talk about the man in question, Mr. Pedro Almodovar. You see, I consider myself to be a self-taught film historian. And I just know so much about film and filmmakers, film directors. And so I thought that, you know, writing up a quick biography of Pedro Almodovar would be pretty easy for me, and there's definitely not going to be any mistakes, wink, noise, touch, nose. So here is a, a short, brief summary of the life of legendary Spanish film director Pedro Almodovar. Pedro Almodovar was born in southern Taiwan. He began directing films in his native country before finally entering the Hollywood mainstream with the 1995 film Sense and Sensibility. Since then, his films have been dominating Hollywood, especially during award season, with films such as Brokeback Mountain, The Life of Pi, uh, and and also, of course, his, his uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And then, of course, his biggest hit, Eric Bana's Hulk. Sure, it was controversial. Sure, not everybody enjoyed it. He took some really big swings when it came to that Hulk film. But I think that, you know, time will tell. Yeah. I still can't get over the fact that when they made the Incredible Hulk television show, that they named him uh, Dr. David Banner because they didn't want to name him Bruce because it was like the 70s and that was considered a gay name. That's fast. That blows my mind. That is absolutely fascinating to me. That, like, oh, I am the Incredible Hulk. 
but my real name is Bruce. You know, like it blows my mind. Dr. David Banner. Oh, wait, that wasn't Pedro Almodovar. That was Ang Lee. Fuck, I messed it up again. Well, there's no time to go back and to give you the right one. I'm sure next week. Uh, so similar. Honest mistake. I, I'm sure I'll get it right next time. So uh, let's move on. It came from outer space. What has been said about this film that hasn't been said about a billion other alien invasion movies? When you first see that spaceship, they didn't even try to cover up the fish hook that it is hanging from. You can clearly see it. You can... Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah, really kind of dumb. The film takes place in Sand Rock, Arizona, which does not exist, although there is a Sand Rock Canyon, Arizona. But uh, I also don't give a shit. Oh, we're moving on. I mentioned this in the first half of the podcast. Uh, how many 1950s and 60s science fiction films feature the trope of uh, the entire film starring chiseled jaw guy with pipe? And I saw this film and I'm like, oh, man, this guy is just he could be the professor in any other film. And sure enough, he's the doctor in. Uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. So good for him. Good for him. But also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Serious Phil Hartman. Yeah, I see that. Uh, one romantic evening, he witnesses an alien spaceship on what is clearly a fish hook. You can see it. You go back. It's a fish hook. You can see the fish hook above the spaceship. But I think this is one of those movies where it's in 3D, so you're not paying attention to the fact that it's just a gorilla suit with a porthole on his head, you know? One of those type of films where it's like, okay, this is just, this is in 3D, so we don't have to pay attention to the glorious mistakes. I would also like to take this time to say that 1953 was also the year that uh, Vincent Price's House of Wax came out. I love that movie so very, very much. Uh... One thing about Halloween now being done, I find it fascinating that every year during Halloween, Thriller plays constantly on the radio, and we have all just grown accustomed to Vincent Price saying, 
grizzly ghouls in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. Like he says that in the song, and we're all just we're all just okay with it. We're all just okay with Vincent Price just spouting street slang. But okay. Uh Bunny. I've got a movie idea based on this film. I think it's a great idea. Okay. A small town in the desert where strange things keep happening. But the star of the film is the grizzled old sheriff of the town who doesn't believe anything is happening. And so, like, just a shot of this old guy asleep in his leaned-back chair at the police office. Oh, the phone rings. And he picks it up. An alien spaceship landed just outside of town? Well, fiddlesticks, how much have you been drinking? Lay off the bottle. Ha! What a crackpot. Hangs up phone. I'm going to go back to sleeping. It's a newspaper over his face. Phone rings. Hello? What? Zombies? Oh, hogwash. Zombies don't exist. This is clearly some sort of crackpot. I, I, I am hanging up now. Click. Goes back to sleep. Phone call. What's that? A hundred Bigfoots riding giant spiders? Oh, balderdash. This is the 19th call about this today. You're all crackpots, hang up. So all the, like, supernatural monsters get pissed off because the grizzled sheriff doesn't believe him, so they team up. I, I imagine, like, a team of vampires being like, what the fuck is up with this guy? So, like, they, so they all team up to fuck with the sheriff, and the whole entire town that's been scared, ah! they just don't give a crap anymore because finally all the monsters have been like, oh, no. Fuck you guys. We're going after that sheriff. What an asshole. And so the town is just like, oh, yeah, he's he, he's a piece of shit. Go ahead. You can have him. So that's the movie. Because I love those films. Thank you. I love those films where one person witnesses something. I need to tell everyone what you don't believe me. Shocked face like that's. I would say that's 75% of every monster movie from the 1950s and 60s. There's always the first witness and they're a crackpot. Uh, anyway, I'm not good at summarizing plots, but I know someone who is. And he's waiting for you right now, Bunny. All you have to do is put your hands together and pray to him because God has the answers, okay? Jesus, which is how my kids pronounce Jesus. Jesus. But also you, Bunny. Why can you explain the plot of this complicated psychological drama known as it came from outer space?
Nice. They, yeah, they looked all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that is the entirety of the movie. Yes. Very good, Bunny. Yeah. I, 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 if I had to guess, I'd say that the atrocious science fiction film, Killers from Space, which did not have, I'd say, half the budget that this week's film does. And also, it came out a year after this. I would dare say, having watched It Came From Outer Space a number of times, that I would venture a guess to say that Killers From Space was a small studio's attempt to cash in on It Came From Outer Space. Except with Except with more ping pong ball eyes. I want to do a sequel to Killers from Space where you learn that all the aliens from Killers from Space came from a planet where humans evolved from Muppets. And that's why they all have those, you know, cookie monster eyes. Cookies, oh! That's why the eyes are. Did you know that there's currently a fetish for people to have sex while wearing the Scream mask from the ghost face mask from the movie Scream? Well, there is. And you know why I learned about that? Three months working at a Halloween store. Guess what sold out quicker than anything? Yeah, so whenever someone would come in looking for the screen mask, I would have to say, yeah, we're all sold out. Most places are sold out. I don't know why it's so popular right now. Yeah, isn't that something? Isn't that weird? I hate movies where the aliens 
here's an original idea. They're shapeshifters. Because I feel like, you know, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing aside, a lot of times that's just a cost-saving measure by cheap filmmakers. But, I mean, this movie's kind of fun in a bad sort of way. I bet this movie is a much better experience when you see it in 3D. When it came out, it was a 3D movie, but it just barely exists anymore. I believe that the Mayhong Drive-In showed this movie earlier this year in 3D at their drive-in. But uh, don't quote me on that. But the only way to see this movie in 3D really is just to go out and find it. Did you know that the that the copy that you downloaded had uh, subtitles on it? I Well, I watched it on my VLC media player on my computer and it immediately popped up um closed captions on the bottom, but they weren't closed captions of the film. The captions were telling you fun facts about the movie. Yeah. And I, I, I turn after like 15 minutes, I turned off the captions and it's like, okay, I'm reading the interesting behind the scenes facts of this movie instead of actually watching the movie. So I turned off the closed captions, but I've never seen that before in a downloaded movie. I, w I was fascinated by it. But yeah, my VLC media player just instantly is set up to play captions and it started playing these captions and I was all confused because what was scrolling on the bottom of the screen had was not the dialogue I was hearing. But yeah, I, I find that absolutely fascinating. So yeah, that's this week's film. It It exists. It exists. It's fine. I love this outfit. It's got some uh, pink leggings, too. I'm wearing some boots with it. I love it. Because I I have superhero costumes, but I don't have... This is like my first lady superhero costume, and it's great. And I got it for 50% off, and then 30% off of that 50% off, which isn't 80%, because math is fucking weird. It's 30% stacked on top of 50%, which is not 80%. But anyway, I got it for cheap, and I love it. Yay! I also got uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space popcorn. I love it. It's weird how that's popular. How is it that Killer Clowns from Outer Space has come back and is wildly popular? And yet, not what I consider to be the better film, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. There's more Attack of the Killer Tomato movies, too. Uh, I mean, there wasn't a Killer Clowns from Outer Space cartoon for kids. In, in the, like, 90s. Anyway, that's all I have for this week's movie. It was pretty good. I liked it. And that's why Pedro Almodovar is an amazing filmmaker. Oliver.
And you know who redid that film? The Beatles. Revolver. Um, what did you just say, honey? Oh, hey, uh, funny. Uh, uh, you don't have volume right now. How about that? That was some sports person's. Yes, it is unusual, but you know what's not unusual? This beautiful outfit that I'm wearing. Hello. I'm trying to give the fans what they want. You know, the fan service that you have come to expect from. Oh, for those of you who are just listening on SoundCloud or Stitcher, which I guess is a thing, I am wearing a Scarlet Witch outfit and I look effing amazing. And apparently this whole time we've been recording this podcast, no one's been able to hear my co-host, but that's fine. Bunny, you move your mouth and Should I will happen. give you words. Okay, so move your mouth. Just open and close. Hi, my name is Barney Williams and I love this movie. It came from outer space and um, it mainly looks so pretty and I, I can't <laughs> wait for next week. Okay, so, buddy, what movie are we watching next week, which I believe is the finale of Buntober? That would be the finale, and we finish up strong by not watching The Skin I Live In. Okay. Starring Antonio Banderas, as I think Banderas. some kind of a plastic surgeon of some sort. Uh, and just starts cutting on Penelope Cruz. Uh, so that that is our tribute to Pedro Elmondovar that we will be watching, and instead we will be watching yeah, the thing from another world. The thing from another world. Oh man, I'm so excited. Uh, I I believe this to be John Carpenter's masterpiece. Yeah. The special effects are incredible. It is so intense and in your face. Yeah, not and... that one. Oh, You're then not... which one are we watching? The 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 original. Um... Oh, the yeah. shitty original. Oh, yeah. okay then. Well, that's fine. Oh man. So anyway, next week, the thing from another world. I'm really excited to get back to doing the podcast on a regular basis because uh, I don't work like 40 hours at the Halloween store getting misgendered anymore. And so, yay! yay. I did make a lot of really good friends there. Yeah. A lot of them were high schoolers who worked there. That was a big shock. Hearing, hearing like your employees talk, and it's like, how old are you? 16? Oh, I'm 18. I'm a senior. And I'm like, yeah, I'm 23 and not 46. I don't know how these rumors get started. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Didn't make me feel old at all. These kids are just working so hard, and then all I do is bend down and my knees scream. <laughs> Eventually, when you get to your late 30s and early 40s, that's when you develop screaming knees. Yeah. Which is a, a pretty sad thing. That's why I'm taking 
uh, Zeljan's Toposinative. It's a pill for adults with moderate to severe rheumatoid arthritis. When tumor necrosis factor blockers did not work well or cannot be tolerated. Yes. So next week, the thing dot 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 from another world. Is that what it's called? I believe it's called the thing dot 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 from another world. Kind of like once upon a time dot 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 in Hollywood. Does it have the dot dot dots? It may. Uh, let me see. The thing from another world. Okay, boom. Everyone says the thing from another world, but I'm pretty sure that like posters and stuff in some posters, or at least in the preview, I think it did say the thing dot 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 from another world. Or I may just be making this up. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah. The thing dot 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 from another world. Whether or not that's right, that's what I'm calling it. Next week, we will be discussing the 1950s original, The Thing, dot, 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 from another world. And uh, we're going to have another Jeff, another T-B-W-M-P-S-B-T-Y-B-R-S-L-D-T, which is what the kids call it, because yeah. that's bussing respectfully. No cap, dead ass. So... Uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, remember, boys and girls and gender rebels, Weird Al Yankovic, Stone Cold Pimp. Yes. They don't ever forget that. And uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is pretty good. I'm ex I, I, Next week, I will be sure to report, Bunny, and tell you what movie I'm seeing at AMC Screen Unseen. Cool. Really excited. You know, AMC select theaters for $5. You get to see a movie that hasn't come out yet that no one has seen. A, a, not sure what it's going to be, but it's going to be PG 13 and it's going to be about an hour and 40 minutes. Not oh, sure what it is. That's really exciting. You're not going to know what it is until the movie starts. An hour I think and 40 that that's minutes? Hour and 43 minutes, I think. Well, you could look up the Marvels because they made a big deal out of its running time. They're very proud that it's going to be the shortest Marvel movie. Yeah, but most of the Marvel movies are like two hours and one minute, so that's not that's not the biggest thing, you know? Yeah, but I think it's probably clocking in at like 143. Yeah, so it... I don't want to look it up because I want it to be a surprise. Uh. I think this is a really awesome idea. Anywho, that's next week. Now that I'm looking back at this week, Weird Al, Weather Apps, Bunnies Alive, Ong Lee, uh, Crackpots. I got to say, I think that this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast. This has been a damn good episode. You think that it's a damn good episode. Okay, I agree. I, I feel the same way. But I didn't want to come out and just say that it's a it's a it's it was a great, wonderful episode. Because I feel like you're the person, Bunny, who makes that distinction and not me. And I don't want to step on any toes. But yes, I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend May Lynn, and on behalf of Natasha and uh, Eleanor and Maxwell and everybody else, 
I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Over here, and then be louder and punch it out. Punch it. You could be louder than that. Come on, be really loud. Say it real. Nice. Okay. Now say one for Max. And you. And you, Donald Trump? Eleanor, you have gone too far now. Okay, now you say one for yourself. New cupcakes. New cupcakes? Okay. Do 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 skiddy baba do wow cut and print. That's a wrap. I look great in this outfit. Oh the head thing is itchy though.